Let's head over to the KRDO Newsline now. We are joined by Dr. Marion Mass as uh, she had recently contributed a piece to the Daily Caller entitled The Time to End Policies Driving Higher Healthcare Costs. Dr. Mass, thank you so much for joining us here on KRDO's Morning News. And let's talk about some of these policies that are really having that adverse effect, especially when it comes to those patient bills. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so as you're taking a look at some of these policies, things that are really impacting the bottom line when it comes to healthcare, I know a lot of people will, you know, kind of anecdotally say that uh, the American healthcare system is the best that money can pay for, but we're paying a lot more for that medic- for that uh, healthcare nowadays than ever before. Yes, you're paying more and you're getting less. The money must be going somewhere. And, uh, you know, I, I know you're asking about some of the, the policies, a positive policy that... Uh, has has been bandied about over the last five years and is gaining traction is transparency. Because when you take uh, some of the most expensive portion, some of the most money-sucking portion of our healthcare system, and that's the money that flows to hospitals, it has been growing by an obscene amount. And very often, patients don't know what they're going to pay toward a hospital. So uh, even uh, compared to college tuition costs, hospital costs have a higher rate of growth. And for the last five years, there's been a lot of talk about hospitals needing to be transparent. An executive order was uh, instituted under President Trump and then doubled down on by Joe Biden. So two administrators or two administrations have pushed on hospital price transparency, tried to get it over the line. And yet, only 25% of hospitals are fully complying with this executive order. What uh, does, in the, in the, I was going to say, what does that, where does that leave patients? <laughs> Confused, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if we all agree that we're paying too much, and we can't see where the money is going or how much we might pay, that's a real problem. I mean, that's the most elemental thing. If we're paying too much towards something, where's the money going? There's other sections or sectors of healthcare for which there's little transparency. Drug cost is a big one. Um, you know, people are very angry, and, and rightfully so, at the pharmaceutical companies, but there's middlemen called pharmacy benefit managers, the PBMs, that are oftentimes sucking a larger percentage of what we pay for medications. But the way that the money moves from either the government, Medicare, Medicaid, to uh, the PBM or to the insurance company that might be administrating the government-run program and then to the PBM and then finally to the pharmacist, it's really confusing and there's no transparency in a lot of those little maneuverings of money. So uh, transparency is one of the big policies that's a positive policy that can help us start to unwind where our healthcare dollar is going. Well, and, you know, the transparency, it works great, you know, for the larger procedure, but they still have a lot of issues, even, you know, those smaller medications, things that aren't, you know, the big typical pharmaceuticals you'd think of as far as paying, you know, $15, $20 upward for a simple, you know, Advil or ibuprofen in a hospital as well. And is there a way that uh, there could be, you know, systematic changes to prevent all of that from happening as well? I I think it's a possibility, but I think starting with, you know, the this particular transparency executive order, which was passed by the House to be codified into a law, which is important because it gives it more teeth than executive order, right? Um, but, 
it's only for roughly 300 things that get done in the hospital. No, it's not looking at maybe the $100 aspirin that gets charged. You know, and I guess I would say, I would tag listeners with that. You know, if listeners are getting a hospital bill, they might, they might want to make sure that they ask to get their hospital bill itemized. Yeah. It might take some doing. It might take some calls. But, you know, I'll tell a personal story, and I know this stuff happens. You know, my daughter plays volleyball, and uh, we had gone to a volleyball match. She twisted her ankle. This was several years ago. It was the days before um, urgent cares were really a thing. And, you know, so I had no place to go to make sure that she wasn't broken because she couldn't bear weight, but the ER. And I went to the ER, and they offered a, a um, ACE wrap. And I said, look, I can just go grab one at the pharmacy. No problem. We really don't charge much for these ACE wraps. Well, later on, we got the hospital bill, and deductibles had started to rise. Um, and I saw what they charged. It was $300 for the x-rays and the reading of the x-rays. It was $34 for the ACE wrap, and it was $290 to apply the ACE wrap. Well, had they told me, I would have just applied it myself. And, you know, I had an argument over this charge, and, and they're telling me, but I hadn't met my deductible, so I had to pay it. But, like, right there, the hospital was not being up front and was tagging on something that if a patient didn't pay attention, um, you know, they could get snowed by that. And then you take into one of the things that this article brings up, hospital systems are often becoming very consolidated and consolidated in two ways. Um, there's large systems in the United States that might be centered in one state but own hospitals across the country. And I talk about HCA Healthcare, which is a for-profit hospital system. They own hundreds of hospitals. But the other thing that these hospital systems are doing is they're buying up independent physician practices. And this article brings up one of the reasons why. Um, this is a good example of what I call a perverse incentive, and our healthcare system is rife with them. But uh, Medicare, you know, for, uh, which is what patients over 65 pay into most of their employed life, and then they're able to partake of Medicare once they're over 65. One part of Medicare's payment system is called the site of care payment. They make a distinction. If you're a hospital-owned physician practice, you get paid more for certain procedures, medication administrations, than an independent doctor's practice makes. So this makes the hospitals want to buy up more of those independent practices because they can be cash cows for the hospitals. And the Medicare system is paying more for the exact same bit of medical care. That's wild. I mean, you know, so you could take a rheumatology office, you know, the people who take care of arthritis and uh, lupus, and they often have to give IV medication. Well, if a rheumatologist is independent and he decides he's getting close to retirement, he's going to sell his practice, the hospital comes along, especially if it's a big consolidated hospital, they tend to have a lot of cash on hand. They buy the practice, and now all of a sudden, Medicare is paying potentially much more for things that it had paid much less for the week before, yeah, and it encourages this consolidation. That lack of competition, yeah, exactly as you were yep. saying. Uh, I wish we had more time, Dr. Marion Moss. We appreciate it. Sure. Happy to come on anytime. Just get in touch. And uh, I'm really excited to make sure that patients know that they need to start paying attention to what we're paying in healthcare because really it's all of our money, whether yeah. we're paying it in taxes, whether we're paying it in premiums, deductibles, 
However, we're doing it, and we're gonna we're gonna ruin our earning potential if we keep going down the trajectory we're on now. All right. Well, we appreciate uh, getting your insight into this. Thank you. My pleasure.